0: Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Hey, everyone. Today, you get to listen to me eat crow. I'll explain after the intro. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well, then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff DuVenois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, world changers, Cliff here, and uh, you know what? I made a mistake. Today, I'm going to belly up to the bar, and I'm going to talk to you about a goof that I made and how it's actually how it actually has worked out for the better. And I'm very excited about it. Now, I wanted, I'm want i going to share with you on multiple points here. But uh, first off, I will tell you that I am one of these people that practices extreme ownership. And obviously, I didn't coin that phrase. That's something that uh, Jocko Willink uh, from the Jocko Podcast uh, he's he was the uh, he's retired uh, Navy SEAL commander of the U.S. Navy forces or or SEAL forces SEAL training uh, on the West Coast. Really smart guy. I admire him for everything that he's done and that he has accomplished. And he is probably one of the world's foremost uh, thought leaders in the subject of leadership. I love his TEDx talks. Love his podcast. All the way around. Anyways, you know, he was the one that kind of coined the phrase extreme ownership, Uh, but this is something that I have been practicing in my world for the longest time. When I grew up, I was the master at blaming other people and saying, it's not my fault. It's this person's fault. And I knew how to position it. I knew how to argue it. I knew how to uh, make people actually believe that it wasn't my fault. You would think growing up that I did nothing wrong and you know, that all changed when, uh, when I went off to college, and I was like, you know what? I, I, I can't do this, right? I, I've got to ex- assume responsibility for this. And it's really the only way that, that I can, you know, really move forward in life and grow up. And so I want to share with you here a quick story. Um, about one of the times where, you know, a lot of people think that if you accept responsibility for your actions, uh, things always turn out bad, right? You look bad or whatever it is. That's really not the case. I think actually, when you accept responsibility for your actions, that people actually respect you more. And so, one of the stories that I want to share with you was uh, when I was living in California. I was in the middle of getting a, a refinance done on my very first property. I had bought a duplex. I was super excited because I've always believed that real estate is, is a real path to building wealth. And I had just purchased my first duplex. And so what I did is, you know, I moved in there. And of course, the, really the only thing that I could afford was the worst looking house on the block, right? And, you know, a lot of people look at it and be like, ugh, but I tell you what, I looked at it and all I could see was potential. I'm like, you know what? New coat of paint, pull the carpet off the floors, refinish the hardwood floors, redo the kitchen. I mean, you know, I had this grandiose plan in mind to to transform this house from, like I said, the, the, the worst looking house on the block to the best looking house on the block. And my whole goal was redo it, make it look awesome, and then get higher uh, higher paying tenants, you know, into the house. So I get in there and, uh, you know, I was listening to some people that were, that were, you know, experts, you know, beyond me. And they were like, you know, Cliff, cause I only had a certain amount of money. And so I went in there and I'm like, what could be the best use of the money? And they said, well, get the house professionally painted. Okay. If you can, if you got enough money left over, you know, paint the interior walls and get the floors done. Cause the kitchen's going to be your big ticket item right? That's the money that you don't have, but you have enough money to get the houses painted on the outside and to uh, get the floors redone, get get the interior walls painted. And I was like, okay, so I'm on a mission. So that's what I did. And I went through and I, I was checking all the boxes, houses painted, interior walls painted, everything else. And so when I got it to this point, it was like, okay, let's go ahead and apply for a refi so I can get a HELOC, get my hands on about 20 grand. That's what I figured it would cost to redo the kitchen, but get my hands on 20 grand to be able to get this thing finished and, and done so I can get high-end uh, renters in there. So uh, we start the refi process. And as we're doing this, of course, and you got to remember something. I'm living by myself. I'm doing everything like on my own. Like I would hire out help uh, to, to help me with the different things. But as far as like, you know, my life goes and keeping everything on track and and paying bills, everything else I was on my own. And so one bill in particular, I'll never forget. It was actually a Macy's bill. I paid it late and, you know, but I still paid it and I only owed like, I think it was like 270 bucks or something like that. But I sent in the entire payment on it. I was like, okay, there you go. And so as we are going through the refi, Uh, The loan officer calls me up and goes, man, your credit is horrible. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you paid this bill late. I'm like, really? I paid it that late? She's like, yeah. You know, when you pay a a bill late, it like dings your credit, like, you know, minus 30 points or something like that. But what it did is it put me below... Uh, The minimum for the best interest rate and my payment. I I, if I remember correctly, it's been a number of years. But if I remember correctly, my monthly payment was going to go up by like three hundred bucks a month, which pushed me over uh, my monthly income limit. And I was like, "Well, what can I do?" And I remember, you know, I was just freaking out and you know, "Oh my god!" And so I remember I was talking to somebody. I was taking a lot of advice. Advice from very smart guy. He said, "You need to call Macy's and get this reversed." And I said, "Okay." So I went home and I sat down. And of course, my brain is going into blame mode, right? Who can I possibly blame? You know, well, I didn't get the bill on time or the mailman confused the mail and and dropped the letter off in another box. Or, uh, you know, it must have gotten like, you know, temporary lost in the mail. Or, you know, my brain was just manufacturing excuses like crazy. And uh, I remember I dialed the number for Macy's And, you know, I got a a person on the phone and I was, you know, got him talking about my account and I said, I need to talk to somebody about getting this, uh, this mark on my credit report, uh, you know, reversed. And she said, well, I'm going to put my manager on the phone. And I said, okay, well, the manager got on the phone and I could tell instantly just by the tone of her voice that she was ready to fight. Right. She just had this like really abrupt, abrasive tone to her when she just got on the phone. She was like, you know, this is Maria. And I was like, oh crap. And so I explained to her, I said, you know, I said, the reason why I'm calling is I'm going to see what I can do about getting this, you know, reverse off. And she says, well, you know, you did pay this late, Da 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 da. She goes, why did you pay it late? And I remember it's like one of those moments of decision, right? Do I start flailing out excuses? And I just remember, I just took a deep breath and I was like extreme ownership. And I said, you know, Maria, I said, I'm going to be 110% honest with you, uh, this bill just slipped through the cracks. You know, it came, it came on time. I had the money to pay it. Right now I'm in the middle of renovating my home and, you know, I'm really good at paying my bills. And for some reason, this one here, I just missed it. And when I realized that uh, that the bill was late, I immediately dropped it in the mail for the full amount and I sent it over. I said, I don't have a good excuse. It just, it was just something that I missed and I'm really Really sorry about it. And I remember there was dead silence on the phone for like 30 seconds. And Maria comes back on and she goes, you have no idea how refreshing it is to hear somebody finally accept responsibility for making a mistake. And I was blown away. And she said, just because you were honest with me, just because you accepted responsibility, just because you paid off your entire bill... We are going to reverse the negative charge on your credit. And I was like, man, thank you, Maria. I said, because you know I'm in the middle of refi. I just want to finish up my kitchen. And um, you, you have no idea what this means to me. She goes, well, she goes, just, you know, this is just not going to happen again. And I said, no, I said, it won't. I said, thank you. And so <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, the, the funny point for this, of course, obviously the refi went through. And uh, I was able to, you know, get the 20 grand to be able to finish up the kitchen and stuff. But I remember I talked to my friend, the one who said, you need to call Macy's. And um, I was sitting there talking with him. We were having a glass of wine. It was on a Friday night. And I said, oh, by the way, you know, I got Macy's to reverse that charge. And he was shocked. I mean, his eyeballs like bugged out of his head. He goes, how did you do that? And I told him, I said, oh, I was honest and da, 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 da. And so, you know, he just kind of laughed and he goes, I didn't know you could even do that. And I'm like... Well, you told me to do it. He goes, yeah, but I didn't think you'd be able to. And I was like, oh, good grief. So, you know, one of those classic examples of, you know, you don't know what you can and can't do, just, you know, get her done. Uh, so anyways, moral stories, why am I telling you this story? Well, bear with me for here for a second. So yesterday I was sharing with you about how uh, I was talking with this assistant and I felt that her email was a little bit snotty and she was like, oh yeah, because you said it was going to be for April, 2020, Da 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 da. And so I, you know, like I said, I looked over the email and I was a little bit confused and I was like, dang it. But, you know, I emailed them back and I was like, you know, I assumed responsibility for it. And, you know, here's a link that you can, you know, that you can click on and da, 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 da. Well, you know, lo and behold, they went ahead and they scheduled the appointment. And uh, I realized now I've got, you know, two people talking on one platform. Uh, but what was interesting was that, you know, in her email back to me, she said, you know, you're right in the email. You didn't say anything about it, but it's on your website. Here's a screenshot. And I'm thinking to myself, no, it's not on the website. Cause if you look at the website, it says July 19th, 20th and 21st of 2021, right? It says it on there. Well, she had a screenshot of the mobile version of the website and the mobile version of the website. I don't know where this came from cause I used a template and I can't even see it on the desktop version. But on the mobile version, it says April 2020. And so I was like, what in the world is that? And I thought, you know what? Just because I put the text uh, on the main desktop version of the website, I just assumed it would translate over to the mobile version. And so I sat down, logged into the software that I'm using. I clicked the mobile button. And sure enough, there it is. And I was so embarrassed, you know? I'm like, ah, oh, Seacliff, Cliff, you made the snap judgment. You didn't have all the, the facts in front of you, Da 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 da. So <clears throat> moral story, first thing I did is I went in there and I changed the mobile version of the website, right? Even though I don't plan on sending it out anymore, I changed it, right? I updated it. I was just like that embarrassed. And then I wrote the assistant back and I told her, I said, look, I'm really embarrassed by this. I'm really super sorry. Uh, I didn't catch this before, but thank you for being, you know, for being patient with me. And I'm looking forward to having an interview. And so, of course, now the next thing is, is I've got two people booked to talk about the same platform. And so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, obviously this was my mistake. So I don't bear anybody any ill will. You know, everything's good. You know, she she told me she was nice enough to point out the mistake. She could have let me keep running and going, but she was nice enough to point out the mistake. I was able to fix it. And then you know, I've been thinking to myself, you know, what can I do? So, you know, I, I posted the question to uh, this, this group I belong to on Facebook uh, with all these like business mentors and coaches on there. And they all said the same thing. Have both speakers be on the summit because you're going to really be able to do a deep dive. Each one of them is going to have different strengths. So just when you do the summit interview for each one of those, focus in on their strengths and how to use those platforms and I said to myself, you know what? This is going to work out all the way around. Not only do I get to build a relationship, you know, with this person uh, that, you know, I you know, apparently started off a little bit rough, but I still get to build a relationship with her. Plus, my audience gets to benefit from it because we get to do a really deep dive. So on that account, I'm just really super excited about it. And, uh, you know, this is once again, it's just one of those things where it's just it's one of those benefits, you know, when you accept responsibility for what it is that happens in your world, you're able to fix it and move on. And nine times out of 10, just because you accepted responsibility, uh, things always turn out for the better. So anyways, that's my Friday lesson. Uh, like I talked about yesterday, next week is going to be a whole string of interviews that are be coming out. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, and, and actually in a couple of them, they talk about how to, uh, how to increase your, your, your audience engagement uh, using platforms. And, and I'm very excited about that as well. So anyways, uh, hey, you guys uh, have a great weekend and we'll talk again next week. Cheers. Hey, everyone, before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com.